0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G-Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G-Cobb and Micah Warren.
3: What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another edition of G-Cobb in the House. I am Michael Warren. I am joined by my partner in crime, Ron Glover. How's it going, Ron? Uh, it's going pretty good, Micah. How's it with you? No, I can't, I can't complain. Haran Knight now from Gcom dot com is on with us now too. Haran, can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on? How's it going? Man? I'm uh, good. Obviously, we're going to get into a bunch of football stuff today because we just are waiting for too long. This is just, and obviously, you know, I, I want to preface everything we say here with. I, I don't know what you guys think. Is there a more misleading time in sports than week one and two of football? It's we all want to know, who's. We, we all think we know who's going to be good, and, and we all want to find out who's good and who's going to have a good year. It is so misleading. You don't know who's good. You don't know who's that bad. You know, somebody beats up on one team. Well, are they that bad, that bad, or is this team that good? Are you guys with me on that? Like, there's just so many just misinformation and, and, and misconceptions that we make about the entire league based on a few games early in the league in the year.
1: I think we saw two pretty good teams last night. I don't think there's any mystery or a misconception about about those two teams. I, I think they're going to be right there until the bloody end. I I, I agree. Um, as far as the
4: first couple of weeks, you're right, Micah. It's hard, it's hard to say who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. You know, especially this year, teams are still trying to find out their strengths and weaknesses. In Philadelphia, you don't even know what your offensive line is going to look like, but... Um, it's, it's, it's really hard to say. You don't have a team that will come out of nowhere like uh, Tampa Bay. Even though they didn't make the playoffs, they were still a, above five hundred when the season was over. Nobody really saw that coming, so you, you just never know. No, you never know, and I, I do agree with you. I wasn't
3: speaking in, in general about last night because I think you saw two really, really good teams. Uh, defense didn't have to show up, I guess, but uh, oh, we'll talk about last night. Aaron Rodgers... <laughs> Um, he was throwing darts, and it was just one after the other. I mean, where does this guy
4: rank? He might be the best quarterback in the league at this point. If, if he see, is, Drew's breeze isn't right behind him. Um, I, think, I mean, that game was, it came down to turnovers and play caller. Uh, um, but he, like you said, Aaron Rodgers, he puts the ball in places that just looks impossible for anybody to come up with it and he just continually does it like it's just a walk in a park to him. Yeah, he has a confidence and a
3: cool about him that it's like, game's easy for him. It's not an easy game to play for most people.
1: It's easy for him. I think the fact that he has Ryan Grant back along with Jermichael Finley who's pretty much a... uh, tight in with wide receiver speed and range, that really just opens everything up for him even more because Finley's the type of guy you can play in the middle of a, uh, play in the middle of the field, and he's going to cause you know mismatch problems because he's too fast for linebackers and too big for corners. And uh, you know Ryan Grant before he was injured is you know just as good pass catching. uh running back, you know, is theirs in the game. And, you know, to have those two guys back after not having them last season and doing what they did just makes this team even stronger. Yeah, and what we saw last night. The scary
4: part is they didn't even use those two that much last night. I know. (laughs) That's what What I was was going to make a note of. How many different people scored touchdowns? All right, you want to cover
3: him? I'm going to go to Greg Jennings. You want to cover him? I'm going to go to Jordy Nelson. Now, Randall Cobb, too.
4: Yes. (laughs) Randall Cobb. Okay, he had five receivers that could start on any
1: team.
3: <laughs> it's true, and they didn't even use James Jones last night. He got, what, one, one target in the 20 snaps that he played? Right. I mean, and, uh, he could play for a lot of teams. He'd probably start
4: on the Titans.
1: <laughs> and, and don't forget Donald Driver. You still, I mean, he, didn't he didn't even get, get Donald, Donald Driver. I didn't
4: get that much. <laughs>
1: they are so
3: stacked right now at wide receiver. And when you add in Grant and James Starks, it's probably going to take over for Grant at some point. I think he's just running better. So we okay. got okay. two of them either way. There's two of them back there, and then Jermichael Michael on top of it. You know, people talk about the Eagles' offense, and it's you know, the Eagles have a ton of weapons on offense, but it's not the Packers.
4: It's not. No, no, no. I think it you saw really some separation
1: points. last night. Right. What's that, Ron?
4: That's you saw the they separation don't even last night. Uh, roster the same way. I, I didn't even realize that the Packers they have five tight ends on the on their fifty three man roster. <laughs> they're five. Yeah, there's five. It's five on their roster. <laughs> <laughs> well, geez. So, like, one guy goes down, they're gonna keep pouring somebody else right back in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you wow. look at the
3: Saints hung right with them. They're they're nasty too, and boy, what, what is Sproles gonna mean to them this year? I think he looks pretty darn good in a Saints uniform. Uh, I've always been a huge football fan. I think ever since I saw him, you know, even at Kansas State and when he came into the league, he still might be my favorite player to watch with the ball in his hand. He's not the best player, but he is so money. hes just so unbelievably quick and fast. And I think you can help that offense a ton.
1: They forgot you know I mean? about Reggie Bush already. Reggie he's, Bush he's, is already in the fans' rearview mirror in Detroit. This guy here. Is just as good as Reggie, Reggie Bush, and what makes it even better is that he's more adorable than Reggie Bush. At four foot two, and he's just right. as explosive, if not more explosive. This not That's only that, return, he's, he's a, amazing.
4: Yeah, he, he's 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 an unbelievable weapon. What do you say, Ron? I was going to say he's he's so much cheaper, and he understands his, his role. He's he's he doesn't have to be the star. Yep, he just
1: goes out there and does what he needs to do. <laughs> and, and a you know, guy what like that, pass- you know, he's, he knows he's going to get his touches. All he has to do is maximize on his opportunity, and that's what he does every time he touches the ball. And that and a guy like that is dangerous. He's going to extend his career, too. Uh, but we also saw at times, too, in San
3: Diego, if, if he had to to be the, the starting tailback for a couple of weeks, he could do that, too. He could handle it. Yep. he, he be something else, but I gotta tell you that, that, I, I wanna know what you guys thought of that final play call. Obviously, it stinks because it didn't work. Just doesn't seem like it ever had a chance.
4: No. Uhm. Why? It's, it's I, I have a hard time as many as living in Philadelphia and getting mad when they When they call a pass play on (laughs) third third and inches or fourth and inches, it's kind of hard for me to get mad at that play call and them trying to muscle their way into the end zone. Green Green Bay just attacked that line from every angle. You saw them coming under the linemen, over the linemen, between them. There was just nothing. You just saw... Ingram just try to go in. Next thing you know, he just got got yanked down. I I still don't know who tackled him. <laughs> I got no problem necessarily with running the ball. Maybe spread it out a little bit. I, would, if
3: I'm going to run the ball, I'd even consider trying to get uh, sprolls to the corner. It's, it's, yeah, that's it's, that's, tr- that's true. That, that that is very true. Because right. it gets so congested um. in there. Sometimes, even if it's just your own guys, there's still people in your way. There's nowhere to go. Right. Right, it just gets so congested in there, and I I just didn't seem like a Sean Payton play call to me. And again, it's easy to go look back and say, "Oh, Oh, obviously you should have done this or that." And if you threw an incomplete pass, we just said, "Why didn't they run the ball?" Because that's pretty much what we do. (laughs) And even if they get it, there's no guarantee that ties the game because they need the two point conversion anyway. But uh, I tell you what, it made for an exciting night. It was uh, they didn't disappoint us in week one with that one. And it was clear from the opening drive they were coming out finer. And Those are two very, very good offenses. Do you worry about the defenses at all, or do you kind of say, well, they were playing against the Packers and Saints respectively?
1: I think they're playing they're playing the form. Uh you know, the Saints, they have uh I believe they had two new D tackles uh up front. And um they're gonna be better against the run. They were pretty good against the run last night. They were they were good against the run last night. Uh they're kinda of soft in the middle as far as linebackers. They're formidable. But I think their weakness is probably gonna be on the corners. And um but I think they're around in the shape. And and the Packers I, I pretty much think they're already there. They just played against a good offensive team last night.
4: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, can I agree, agree with you. I mean, basically, it's kind of hard to take anything from getting um, get mad at the defenses. You just saw two very precise quarterbacks going at each other. And, I mean, that's that's where we're at right now in the NFL. So so it's kind of hard to dispute that. But, I mean, like Brian said, with the Saints and Things, uh, the main thing they're missing is an interior pass rush. They got Sean Rogers and um, I get his first name, but Franklin. Yeah, they're O'Brien very, Frank. very powerful. They're very powerful, but I mean, I remember watching them against the Raiders a couple weeks ago during the preseason. They're powerful, but they're just slow. By the mm-hmm. time they get past get past the lineman, the whoever's running is already down the field past them. <laughs> And well, Will Braille, was you out about
1: last night too. So that that hurt a little bit, as far as having anything off the edge. Well, Abreu Franklin was at the nose for a
3: while, right? Which is kind of you. You play differently there. You're not there to penetrate. You're you're there to hold the point of contact and let everybody else run around and make plays. So maybe it's still him getting in, uh, used to the, the three four or the four three, or maybe you're just right and he's strong with upper hands. Right. I think
4: uh um, Sean Rogers used to play similar sem- I think he played those tackle once. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he played over the ball as well. Right. So it they they that's that's their biggest uh work in progress is getting a little bit more penetration in, in the interior.
1: hmm
4: But Sean Rogers has proven he can penetrate in the past.
3: His problem is if he feels like it. That's always been right. his problem. Yeah. Hey Sean, you feel like right. playing today? Eh, eh. I mean, excellent, excellent talent, but he's just got, you know, attitude, work ethic, question mark. Um, but, you know, it, it is. It's week one, and when you do have new components, and we're going to see it big time, I think, this week with the Eagles, and obviously we'll get to, into that a little bit, um, you got to just get used to playing with these guys. know where they're going to be. Um, and I think that's actually going to be a huge problem for the Eagles this week. I definitely think that's going to be a huge problem for the Eagles. Um, you have to think that, the Eagles are gonna be really good at some point,
1: but when? How far in the season is it gonna take? Right. I won't say that I'm worried, but I'm uh I'm really concerned. I'm really but concerned. You haven't reached I'm worried up. yet though. Say it again. You haven't reached the worried state. You're just you're still in really concerned? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um I don't know. I mean, I feel as though they can win the division, but as far as after, and after what I saw last night doesn't really help my confidence right now either. I know things to need to play out during the season, but all things being equal, that offensive line really concerns me and that, that linebacking unit really concerns me. Yeah. And, uh, look. We're going to get into that
3: on the other side. We're going to take a break right now, but we're definitely, it's time to talk some Eagles. We got enough of those other teams out of the way. We'll be right back here on G Cobb in the house.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Sports Channel. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports.
2: are joined up with G. Cobb in the House, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at aol.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the House. Hey, right, back here.
3: And we're talking Eagles right. here. I'm Michael Warren, along with Ron Glover and Ron Knight. Uh, time to talk some Eagles here, and we'll, we'll get into some other stuff for uh, week? this weekend's games. I can't wait. I'll tell you what the thing I love about that Thursday night game to open the season no. is, is it's like that that little preview that you get a little treat Thursday night two days in between kills me it's like all right let's go, let's go, and then you gotta wait and you gotta sit It's
4: like ah, oh.
3: it's almost like how they had the draft broken up, but Hook line and is happy with it um Look at this Eagles game coming up against the Rams. I'll tell you that the one thing that scares me the most because the Rams have the benefit of catching the Eagles early in this, uh, in this schedule. Um, because the Eagles have so many new players. And the number played you had the lockout, they haven't, they didn't get the benefit of the, the uh, season workout. So it's a completely revamped team that hasn't played together, which is bad. And you look at Jim Washburn's new nine wide technique on the defensive line where he has got, he ends out wide pointing in hopefully with a direct line to the quarterback. Now, you see a formation like that, and you think, boy, that leaves you there in the middle. I'm going to probably need some decent linebackers. Now, anybody following Eagles knows they don't have that. And this is what I'm worried about. If they get a healthy dose of Stephen Jett, the Eagles have to get the lead, first of all. They have to get the lead right now. They need Kings throwing. 'Cause I'll tell you what, if you get a healthy dose of Steven Jackson up the gut, I think you could be in for a long day. You know is gonna try and shorten the field, take the air out of the ball, possess it, keep it out of Vic's hands, and if he can do that this team will be toast by the fourth quarter. That defense will be toast. So that's what I'm looking at. If they can I, I, I don't I can't imagine a situation if, if Steven Jackson has a big big day, I don't see the Rams losing this game.
4: Um, I, I don't hardly agree. I mean, that, that's, that's just on the defensive side, where, if they're position, if the Rams are position where they could just run the ball up the gut, I mean, you have him and you have Cadillac kind of like Williams to back them up. Mm-hmm. Two, two power runners. So, and, with their lack of, re- with D- Danny Amendola as probably their best receiver right now, you, you kind of know what they're gonna do. And it plays right into, even though the Rams are like, quote-unquote, the up-and-coming team, their strengths play into the Eagles' weaknesses, running the ball and and a coach that likes to rush the passer. And what scares me the most is them still not hey, hitting, you 100% sure of the offensive line. And I keep thinking back to week one of 1991. I hate to bring it up, but that that's probably anybody that can remember that far with the hopes of the Eagles going far that year, and Cunningham getting lost for the season that first game. That's yeah, Bryce Pop took care of that dream real quick. E- exactly. So, yeah, that, that had to do with a lot of coaching changes with Rich Cotite coming in, and a lot of trying to change a lot, lot of different philosophies. And that's what the Eagles are going through right now. I mean, he still got Reed in his pass calling, but there's a lot of philosophy, philosophical changes at the line which it can win or lose games. Oh, absolutely it can. Ron, so, what do you think uh, for this week? Hello? Ron?
3: I you don't know Ron? what happened to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> we lost Ron. Hopefully oh, he's okay. Okay. <laughs> he washed away. <laughs> right. Uh, But you know, I I think when the schedule first came out, you looked at these Rams games, or this Rams game, and you thought, all right, a little soft to start off this season. But they really are. I actually looked at it as I was glad to get them week one because I don't want to wait for Bradford to be in midseason form because I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. But at this point, he's still only in his second year in the league. You know, he's still getting his stuff together. Um, And you have to think, if the Eagles can get the lead here and get an early lead, and make Bradford throw into the teeth of the Eagles' defense. That might be a lot for him to handle right now, especially with you mentioned Damian Amendola, who's really a bounce around the guy, you know, bounce around the league type of guy. He's a nice player. He's okay, but I don't think you know defensive coordinators are, are staying awake at night. And the other, you also have Brandon Gibson. You remember with an Eagle they traded in the uh, Will Witherspoon trade, right? Um, Donnie Avery's gone, so that right. tells you what. What I think of Don, what they think of Donnie Avery, and Denario they
4: Alexander. Um, I don't know. He's on the Rams, right? Denario Can they Alexander just grab a wide off free
1: agent? The free agency.
4: Who's that? The Rams. It was Mark Clayton, and he's just coming off an injury. Oh, okay. He's on pup. I knew it was a name, but I just wasn't sure who it was. Yeah, he's uh, he's on pup,
3: I believe. But basically, they have no weapons on the outside. Bradford's right. dealing with a ton of weapons. If the Eagles let's say you got fourteen nothing, seventeen nothing, and they got a pass well
1: that's well, again, be that problem's right now. into the Eagles favor. <laughs> right. And What's that? That, this is a game where uh Jason Batman's gonna have to earn his money right off the bat. Um you don't want to blitz too much too often and too early for fear of um Jackson getting off. But um you're gonna to have to get the, the Bradford off the edges quick. Cause if not, you know, like you said, it's gonna be a long day. Right. If you allow these guys to hang around, if it's 17, 10 going into the fourth quarter, I'm not comfortable with that.
3: No. And I think I can envision it in such a situation. I'm not trying to be negative, but I can envision, we've, we all watch these games. They usually happen with the Redskins for whatever reason, regardless of how good the Redskins were, where you're watching a fourth quarter where it's just, Two runs in a first down, three runs in a first down. It's just tick, 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 tick. And it gets worse and worse. And you just, the Eagles can't get off the field. Right. I can see a situation where that happens. If they right. have a seven-point lead in the fourth quarter with the ball, that is going to be problems, Especially when you consider Andy already to
4: stop up before the game started. Right. Uh-huh. This is nowhere near a gimme game for the Eagles. I mean, that, that part is for sure. Not that there's anything it's Such thing as a gimme game, but they they got their work cut out for them, especially with the way that they're they're both sides
1: of the line are are set up. One thing's sure, it will prepare them for week two because the teams kind of have the same type of makeup. They're far apart as far as talent, but as far as a legit quarterback, a legit running game, you know, there's something that, um, It'll problem for week two. Right. Going down to Atlanta. Because Michael Turner's going to get the ball. And he's going to run. He may get the ball 30 times. Right. Right. The Eagles can't do anything. I don't want to put too much pressure on this one game.
3: But if you don't win, you set it around. Now you're going to Atlanta. And that is by far a gimme game. I mean, Atlanta's got a very good team. The good thing for the Eagles match up well in terms of Roddy, Roddy and Julio are gonna, you know, face a test with that secondary. But you go down there and happen to win that game, I don't like that. That's a very losable game. And now you're coming back to play the Giants in week three down 0-2. Yep. I
1: mean, this could be- That's 0-1. What's that? That's that's the last thing you want. It's terrible. That's the last thing you want. Because the Giants could be coming in 2-1 after beating the Skins you are exactly right this is i'm not trying
3: to we're putting i'm not trying to put pressure on this team before the season even starts cuz it's a long season and it's easy to get caught up uh, and great about some of this stuff but you really don't want to be starting in, a, in an 02 hole and they really could uh this is this is a very very big game because of that i just don't want to deal with the pressure of being feeling like atlanta you have to win this game you know, more thing, i will say is the Eagles usually handle the Falcons pretty well. That's not to say they will. But historically, they've usually given them a tough time. Uh, with right. McNabb and Cobb, They destroyed them down in Atlanta with McNabb, and then Kevin Cobb carved them up. Um, but this game coming up this weekend worries me a lot, and I think of Spagnuolo, who's obviously a Jim Johnson disciple. Man, he's going to run stunts, and he's going to bring people from all different angles. And you have five guys... Not one has played next to the other one at any
4: point. That's right. what scares me. And they gotta call in a, the blackest case as a rookie. <laughs> <laughs> you know
3: what, Haran? I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I agree with having the rookie in there. He better be something special or really have a grasp on this because you saw what was it last year with the or two years ago in the playoffs or the last two Cowboys game when Jamal went down and they had Nick Cole in there. He couldn't make the calls. When Donovan made those comments about we showed our youth today and everyone thought he was calling out all the kids, he was calling out the center. Right.
1: He couldn't make the calls. He didn't know. When they said they gave the center, gave, I can't even remember his name. Jason Kelsey? Yes. When they said they yeah. gave him the starting job, I was really in shock because the game that I saw him play prior to that was just lost. I mean, he just was lost out there. And that's, this thing is scary, man. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Because it can go either way. These guys can gel and just bring it all together, or it can just literally fall apart. No, uh, I, I know. agree. I'm just I,
4: mean,
1: I the biggest thing
4: I, I look at it is, it's not like, you, you lost somebody to free agency or retirement, and you're, str- you're struggling to replace his position. I mean, not to say that Jamal Jackson's a top center in the league, but he's the st- most sturdiest guy you got in, in, the, in the interior. <laughs> and he has experience, he knows how to deal with dome games, so. I don't yeah, see you know, you know what it was? I think it was for me. I thought I'd go ahead. I was just saying, I don't, I never, I didn't, like Ryan said, when you looked at the games in the preseason, you don't see, I don't see where he stole that job for, or earned that job from Jamal
1: Jackson. There was nothing that he did that really stood out. That's why I think he got in a time like this, you know, you need to lean on your, uh, you gotta lean on your veterans until these young Jackson, guys come along.
3: You'd at least have Jackson Harriman's Peters on the left side of the line, at least they'd have continuity there, and then maybe right. put some duct tape on the right side. Right. But what, 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 you guys kind of said it there. What, what worried me when they made the move to Kelsey, I thought it was so quick. I remember thinking, really? like Jamal Jackson lost it back? It wasn't like a sustained period of week five where this kid's just better. It was such a quick move that Howard Mudd just must be in love with this kid. Right. And then the idea that he was going to start next to Watkins... Come on! You're gonna start two rookies on like in the interior of the line, please. That just—I'm an Andy Reid fan. I like him. I think he does a great job in a lot of areas. It's stuff like that that just irritates, irritates the hell out of me. Look, <laughs> I'm going to take a, we're gonna take a break here so I can cool down a little bit. Cause now you guys got me riled <laughs> up. <laughs> Who's actually back on the other side talking more football. It's the Chicago in the house. <laughs>
2: Internet flagship station for sports, VoiceMark is sports.
0: at 1 p.m. Pacific, to Ray Ellis Sports, right here on the Voice America Network, and let's talk football. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday
2: at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with sports talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time
0: on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some
1: hard hitters. We some hard hitters.
2: You're joined up with G. Cobb in the House, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. If you want to get in on the conversation, call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Cobb at aol.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the House.
3: Keep it going with football talk here on G. Cobb in the House. I'm Michael Warner along with Ron Knight. Ron Glover's around here somewhere. We lose him from time to time. And Ron, I wanted to go through the different games, uh, the NFL games this weekend, uh, and get your thoughts on that. But first, I guess there's something we should mention. The, uh, I can't think of his name, the Colts quarterback. Supposedly pretty good. I don't think he's playing football this year.
4: uh, Not at all. Would you bet a dime that he played a snap? By by the time he's healthy, if the Colts are like two and eight, <laughs> there's no point in bringing him back. <laughs> you know, we had cervical fusion surgery, which
3: sounds like fun, but it's not. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. And you know, I was talking to you know my father in law is a doctor, so I was asking him about. The, he just he just keeps saying necks are just such a pain. It's anytime you have a right. problem with the neck, it is just not it's not a good thing. And uh I think you make a good point there. If it's, you know Well, we're two and ten. Does he really want to come back? Is there any real is there any good that's gonna come of it? Probably not. I don't say I think it's I think it's just a bad enough injury, he's not gonna be ready to come back at any point. Um what? I mean the season is over for them, isn't it? I mean Gary Collins can play a little bit. He's not the worst in the world, but he I he might be a drop off from Bayes <laughs> Manning.
4: He's a pretty big drop-off. A little bit. I mean, yeah, just 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 a little bit. (laughs) But um, he's—it's hard to say. He might make them. He might keep them respectable. But he still got to learn their offense, Um, and that's that's the whole thing with the Colts was how they could confuse everybody at the line of scrimmage, especially with Peyton Manning behind there doing what he does. That's what, what that team was built around. Now now they pretty much have, they're just a regular team that has to simplify everything. So
3: we'll start there then as, as far as uh, week one games. I I don't know that this makes it an easy win for Houston. Uh, i got to take Houston. I mean, they're without Arian Foster. They, they're saying game time decision. But the more you hear, it's unlikely he's going to play. They'll probably go with a, I think what Kubiak said today was that he's going to go with the hot hand between Derek Ward and Ben Tate basically makes it a fantasy football nightmare. I mean, I, I don't know how close I'd get to that situation. But, you gotta think Houston, even with their revamped 3-4 three, three, defense, they're still trying to get Mario Williams in the groove, which is one of the reasons I disagree with changing personnel and uh, changing schemes like that. Yet everyone seems to do it. I hate it.
4: Uh, right. I still think Houston wins relatively easily. You? Um, I'm, I'm gonna go agree and go with Houston. Um, and mainly because of their, their improvement in defense. I mean, Mario Williams is still learning, but I, I like um, their rookie, J.J. Watt, a lot. Okay. And, and he's, helping, he's helping, like, that interior pass rush a lot. And, I mean, you already know what um, Houston's offense can do. Even without Arian Foster, they still have a respectable running game, and they got probably the best wide receiver in the league.
3: I think he is the best. I, I, I don't agree that Fitzgerald's the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, Johnson's taller and faster. I'm not taking him away from Larry Fitzgerald. He's phenomenal. I still, I, if, you, if you gave me, if I had my brothers, I'd still take Andre Johnson. Ron, where are you? Indiana, Indiana, uh, Indiana. Hello? Can you hear me, Ron? Oh, I'm in a bad spot. Hello? <laughs> Ron, are you in yeah. Afghanistan? I'm in a bad spot. Alright, well if you want, if you want, we, we can wait till, uh, we, we, we can wait till you get in a better spot. Right, I can wait a little bit. I'm good. You good? Okay. So Indianapolis, Houston, Colts, Texans.
1: Say that again. Who you like, Texans or Colts? Oh, I like Houston. Yeah. I think Houston's, um they, they've turned the corner pretty much. Um it started last year and I'm quite We've been pulling for the team for a couple of years. You know, to get into the playoffs, they've been really competitive, and I think just through uh, dumb luck, this just may be their year.
3: Yeah, you know what? You have to pull for Houston. You have to. They've got they've got a lot of fun players that are fun to watch. Uh, they never seem to win anything, so it's tough to hate them. You know, just a likable guy. And uh, so I'll, I'll I'll go for a little segue there from lovable sneaky team. A team people are liking a little bit more this year, obviously if their quarterback stays healthy. This could be a great game and this could actually be two good teams playing this week. Detroit and Tampa Bay.
4: Who are you guys like? Um that's a that's a good one. Two, two young up and coming quarterbacks. Um two of in a year or two the best defensive lines in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in Tampa Bay, so I think I'm going to go with, I gotta go with the Buccaneers on this one, Um, simply because they have a more, bo- um their running game is, is more balanced because they're, they're more, because of, of their health. And you never know what's gonna happen with Matt, Matt Stafford behind, behind and, and staying healthy. It,
3: it's a shame, but, you know, Major, major shoulder injuries have hurt that guy. Um and you're right, until, until you see him do it for an entire season, he's just another talented kid that doesn't stay on the field. Ron, you like Detroit in Tampa Bay?
1: I like, uh, I like Tampa. Um, Detroit's running game is gonna be hindered. Uh, the rookie back that they were counting on, he's, he's injured. And, uh, you know, even though they do have a uh, job at best, you know, I don't think he can carry the low for four quarters. Um, I think as I far think. as Tampa's offense, they are uh, they're pretty good. And if Legarrette Blunt can just continue the ball the way he carried it last year, and you know get that type of production, it's only going to make Josh Freeman better. Yeah, I I want to destroy.
3: Go ahead. I was going to say. Uh, I really do want to take Detroit, and one of the things that I was so excited about this offseason, because this is the kind of stuff I get excited about, was seeing Sue and Fairley play next to each other. The so long got you put got Cliff there too. I really wanted to see those two. But Fairley's in a walking boot. He's probably not playing right. for a lot. In a month? got like
1: Fairley, the rookie out of Auburn, the tackle. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> the one. I was looking forward to that, too. Yeah, so uh, Fairley and Sue.
3: I don't know if Fairley can play, but if he can, that is going to be one of the nasty... I am a huge Ndamukong Sue fan. I know he gets the dirty player thing, but he seems like just a nice guy that just turns into an absolute monster and can't help he's himself. Giving, he's giving
1: that team an attitude. Yes. <laughs> he's he, he's virtually... I, I'll, I'll go on a little shit. I, I don't think he can be blocked. Not by one man. And, and I don't think we've seen that probably since Reggie White or Bruce He he's, he's that type of player. The way that entire front four gets off the
4: off the snap is, is ridiculous after watching them when they played the Patriots. A couple of
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I agree. I just don't think Detroit can win this game definitely. As they do, they beat a good team because I like Tampa Bay this year. Oh, gun to my head. i got to go Tampa Bay with you guys, too, though. Uh, right. So, next up, Pittsburgh-Baltimore. Everyone seems to love this game. This is a must-watch. Um, and it's amazing for how good the defenses are. You can get some shootouts with these guys. Um, I like that Baltimore added Lee Evans because I really feel like early on last year, Anquan Bolden was just killing everyone, and then people realized, well, if you shut him down, they really don't have much else can't do that now because that's what concerns me Head into the season. You can't do that now because you got Lee Evans on the other side who's going to be healthy. He'll play. And he stretches the field. That opens it up for Ray Rice. It's a good team. Uh, I don't think their defense is as good as it was. Their secondary is getting poor. Uh, even though they got Jimmy Smith, you know, in the first round, he's still a rookie. Uh, I think i got to stick with Pittsburgh, guys.
4: I, I agree. Uh, pretty much for the same reasons. For the most part, these might be the two most even, evenly matched teams in, in football, based on how, how they're built. But Pittsburgh just has a little bit more talent. <laughs> yeah, their front seven's
3: still so filthy that you know it just sets up everything for their defense. Because their secondary is nothing to write home about, either. Other than Palomalu. you know they're they're not great, but the front seven is so good. It doesn't matter because yeah. they're just so disruptive.
4: Another thing, we, everybody, you, you got to remember is this is an angry Pittsburgh team. They think that that you know the man they lost the Super Bowl. They were the most outspoken against Goodell during the lockout, so they just feel like they they just got a lot to prove right now.
1: <laughs> no, I agree, Ron. Where are you on that game? I think with Pittsburgh, it's. It, with this matchup, it, it comes down, the separation comes at quarterback. Uh Pittsburgh has really had Joe Flacco's number. They've knocked Baltimore out of the playoffs three times in the last, you know, six or seven years. And, you know, like you said, all things are equal, even in the secondaries, because, you know, Baltimore has Ed Reed in the secondary, and, you know, all Pittsburgh really has is Palomalu back there. And the corners feed off of that. But the separation comes at quarterback. And I think that's where the game is going to be decided. I think Roethlisberger will do whatever it takes to win a game. And, you know, like you were saying, that's an angry Steelers team. For all intents and purposes, they probably should have won that Super Bowl. And yeah, let, they're pretty kill Everything from, you know, James Harrison's words about Goodell, about his teammates, Hines Warden, the DUI. I mean, just all of that, this is an Angry Steelers team. And I I think they will want want to take it out on no one more than Baltimore. So I, I think, you know they'll they'll hand they won't handle them handily, but they'll um It'll be, I say it'll be a 10.1. That's yeah, very possible. I'll throw this in there too, because we're gonna
3: go to break real quick. Uh, I do want to throw this in. I am not a Joe Flacco fan. I think he's a decent quarterback. I don't think he's great. I know he's still young. Uh, I think they've given him a lot of help with great defense and a great running man. I'm not a huge Joe Flacco fan. Um, but hey, that's just me. Uh, so I like the Steelers to win there too. Look at some more NFL games on the other side. This is G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com.
2: Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone—the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports. Simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, Rchal Trula. We're bringing it to you today. Starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches, 12 p.m. Pacific. Standard with time, bringing you the ins and out. letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation. Inside The Trenches, your show.
0: The opening kickoff is a beauty. There's a ball, deep right field. Goes O'Neal. He's
3: after Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. all right, we're back here uh, talking football. something real quick I just saw on the... Did anybody else see Is Steve Jobs dead? Is it a tweet or something that got sent out? I don't know. I know he resigned from Apple, and he was
4: very, very sick. I don't know if... Wow. Hope not. Hope not. That's a shame. Boy. All right. Uh, I, curious. I, I got to re-read that one.
3: Yeah, Google... Yeah, it, 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 it's out there quite a bit, but it,
4: you know, it's... That's bizarre. That
3: would be a very big story if that, that's true. Um, getting back to less important thing, football. Carolina and Arizona. Do we want to waste our time on that? Probably not. Sure. Washington.
4: I'll go with. I'll go with Arizona.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll be quick. We'll stick with Arizona on that. Ron, are you in
1: for Arizona? I guess we'll uh We'll go with. Uh, we'll go with the Cardinals.
3: All right, I think you have to, because Carolina, the Panthers are just terrible. Here's one, though. Before we get to the Giants in Washington, uh, the Cowboys are looking at big trouble this week. Obviously, they're playing a, a Jets team that's been to the last two AFC championship teams. They're a very good team. Uh, I saw today Terrence Newman's out, and Mike Jenkins questionable. They think he's going to play. This is a terrible, terrible secondary when both of those guys are 100%. Now they got to find a way to cover Antonio and Plax. Ugh,
4: this could be a long night for Dallas. I think, I think it will be. Not, not only that, um, uh, they probably changed their offense a lot more than the Eagles did. Oh, and Tyron Smith is out two to four weeks. And then uh, weeks I, I didn't, didn't even know that. that. I was yeah. just thinking about Garode and Leonard Davis and everybody else that they cut. <laughs>
1: Did he? Mark Colombo, they just got rid of
4: the whole offensive line. Oh, but that For good reason. A lot
3: of those guys deserve to go. I mean, I don't think Gerard's got anything left in the
4: tank. Uh, Leonard yeah, Davis. I those, those oh, oh, all cap, cap money. They had so much they had to get rid of, so. <laughs> well,
3: yeah. So Tyron Smith, who's the, their first round pick, uh, the right tackle, he, what did he do? forget what he did, but he's out two to four weeks. You mean you, we talked about the Eagles' offensive line woes? Um, this is worse. This is absolutely worse. Romo's going to be running for his life. Uh You got Felix Jones, who who knows if he can even beat a feature back. They lost Marion Barber. Uh, and they got obviously Demarco Murray, who's probably going to get some touches in there. And Tashard Choice is always there just in case everybody gets gets hurt. Um, I got to go Jets here, and I. I I think Dallas will be better than they were last year. Although I think I'm just saying that. I don't know if I'm convinced completely. But I think the Jets get a relatively <laughs> easy one here.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to go with the Jets too. They're just right now they're, they're more they're more polished Um You say say what you want about Rex Fry, but he he, he aims to back up everything that comes out of his mouth. Uh, I will give him that much credit. I mean, he didn't get to the AFC Championship in his two years for no reason. No, I agree with you. I
3: agree with you. Ron, are you taking uh, the Cowboys to win this? Do you have any any hope? Any any
1: chance they win? No. I don't think Rex Ryan is out to uh, embarrass his brother, but he's out to beat that team pretty badly just to prove a point. And I, mean, I think they want to get off on the right foot and – the Cowboys just happen to be in the way.
3: Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to get bounced for being in the way. Uh Here's a really tough one. Really tough game. I don't think even money I wouldn't pay a dime. I would not bet a dime on this game. It's Oakland in Denver. Uh, I think Oakland is better for sure. I mean, everything I've heard about Reggie, uh, or Darren McFadden is that they kept him in bubble wrap pretty much in the preseason. Because even uh, like the beat writers like Jerry McDonald from the Oakland Tribune, they said that this guy is just by far the most explosive player on this offense. And while he stinks, Darius Haywood Bay is pretty fast. You can't catch. Or play receiver. <laughs> or football at all. <laughs> but that's saying a lot. They could be getting a lot of, you know, McFadden and Michael Bush. That's a nice backfield. Uh, this isn't a, I don't think it's going to be a bad Raider team. What says you guys?
4: Um, I I agree. I'm, I know I just looked on ESPN earlier. Everybody's picking Denver. I'm I'm going with Oakland. face a lot of uh, what she, what she said. Um, I never thought Jason Campbell was that bad of a quarterback. And, Agreed. Um, so I mean, he he's he, he's solid. He's not he's not a, a pro bowl guy by any means, but he is a solid. Productive guy, and he tries his best to take care of the ball. And then they got a running game. Like, I don't think they're going to get the ball to McFadden, but so much they got, they have Michael Push, who's good. And the guy you can't sleep on, who's actually better than a lot of people thought, is Tywan Jones, the rookie. Mm-hmm. So they got him. I forget who who was it? Did they get Kevin Boss? Yes, they did. Yes. Yeah. Um, they,
1: they lost Robert Callery, they
3: lost Namdi.
1: Right. And they
3: lost Zach Miller. Yeah, Zach Miller. Right. right. I'll mitigate thing. that loss a little bit with the addition of Kevin Boss, but given my right. my brothers I'd probably go with Zach Zach Miller.
4: But even without um Namdi, um, watching the Raiders, they have a pretty decent pass rush and one thing that they do be behind a pass rush that the Eagles don't do is have a good set set of talented Good sized linebackers. Like I think each of the linebackers is like six three two fifty. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of them was a top ten pick from Alabama, McCain. <laughs> yeah, McCain. Oh, Rolando That's McClain, shit. the
3: twenty ten. pick. I
4: think he, I think he was eighth overall, something like that.
3: Right. And uh, he's been pretty good for him. So uh, I'm gonna go with Oakland
4: in that game.
1: All right, Ron, Oakland Denver? I'm taking Oakland. Um, they got one of their receivers back, and I can't remember his name. Oh, he was injured for most of last year. Shillings? Came. No. Oh. Denarius Moore, I think, is going to get time.
3: Chaz Schillings is there. D- Darius Hayward Bay.
1: There it is. Obviously uh, Chaz- Chaz-
3: Schillings. Lewis Murphy? Shillings.
1: I believe that's him. Yeah, Chaz Schillings, yeah. He's-, yeah. he's hurt again. He was their leading receiver, I think, two seasons ago. And he looked pretty good in the preseason from what I saw from him. Thank and you. Uh, I just like the Raiders' running game. And, like, uh you know, and Campbell isn't a bad quarterback. You know, he controls the game pretty well. He doesn't let things really get away from him. Uh It's just a matter of execution on his part. All right, I'm going to – go ahead. Denver's offense just isn't that good. I mean, after – uh, Brandon Lloyd, and. Overrated. You no, know, uh, Gordon. That's
3: pretty much it. no running game. Nah, you know, no, Sean really was another screw up by Josh McDaniels. He's not terrible. You didn't need to take him with the 12th overall pick. I mean, come on.
4: Uh, I'm, I'm. About I, I, Moreno? Yeah, no, Sean. He's alright. Uh, I, 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 I he's will special. thank him for one thing. If they didn't take him at number 12, he would have probably slipped down and the Eagles would have grabbed him. Well, I
3: will take LaShawn McCoy over him any day right now. That's and my, it's not the
4: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> <With> that bad. What's <laughs> that? What'd you say, Ron? I said that's my point exactly. I'm glad he didn't c- fall fall down to the Eagles, or they went to have had quarter. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: but here's why, and, and and I actually disagree a little with you guys here. I I know Denver's offense. I mean, it isn't great. I think Orton is actually going to give him a chance to win. I think their defense is terrible. I didn't think they're more likely to lose because of that. But here's why I'm taking Denver. I'm I'm putting my money on the thin air. Put my money on the thin air. I um, years ago. I was friendly with the uh, the giant strength and conditioning coach, actually, ironically, right before they played Denver, which was the September 10th, 2001, the next day we had 9-11. And I was asking him about, you know, how do you play in the thin air? He said he would need two weeks in Denver to really get acclimated to it. So teams that go in there, you're kind of SOL there because you just don't, you physically don't have the time to get acclimated to the thin air. So I'm going to try... I'm going to go with Denver because of that and just so that we pick something different for once. Okay. boring when we all pick things. <laughs> all right, look, we're coming up on a close, guys, but I want real quick, give me a score for the Eagles and Rams. Uh, Ron Glover, you first. We lost Ron again. All right, he's gone. Thanks, Ron. Ron, give me a score for the Eagles and Rams.
4: Um, I'm going to go 28-17, Eagles.
3: Oh, that's so messed up. I was thinking 24 or 28 to 17, so now I gotta pick something different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say 23 14 Eagles. I, I feel like they're gonna win, but I'm not going to be shocked if they get in a situation where we watch the Rams just tick, 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 tick down the clock with any kind of lead. And here's another one for Ron to remember too. And I tell everybody to remember this too. Close games now, the Eagles have to be careful because they don't have David Akers you're relying on a rookie. You don't know what you're getting with this kid. So, for a variety of reasons, the Eagles are going to be better off uh, putting some serious distance between themselves and the Rams this game and probably most of their opponents early on. But, look, I'm Michael Warren. I want to thank Haran Knight and Ron Glover for joining me this week. It's always a good time hanging out with you guys. Happy NFL opening weekend. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. All right.
2: Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon.